Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Ooh, it smells so bad. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name is Jamie. My name is Caitlin. I just opened a Mike's Hard Lemonade, and boy, does it smell like cough syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did I get? The you got the right the, flavor. The strawberry lemonade. You got the right flavor. Is the it's like sugar. It's like juice. Mm-hmm. Um, juice that makes you do bad things. This is the Bechdel cast. Should we tell them what it is? We can. Okay. Uh, it's a podcast about the representation and portrayal Ooh. of women characters in movies. It's inspired by the Bechdel test, Boy, which, is it. wow, if you don't know what it is, I'm about to tell you. Grow up. The, <laughs> it's uh, a test that requires that two women in a movie or a show or something like that speak to each other, and it has to be about something other than a man. Preferably, these people have names, but True. sometimes that is asking too much. Sometimes it is. Yeah. And that, that really is it. How are you? Are you good? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad we did this little check-in. Never been better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's do it. Our guest is uh, a very funny comedian. She had a show on Comedy Central called Not Safe, Nikki Glazer. Hey, guys. Hi. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm oh. a big fan of this test. The, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a good test. And there's not many tests that one can claim to be a fan of. No. I think this is um, pregnancy tests, AIDS tests, and then this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all. You know what? One time I took like an AP calc test and I aced it and I felt great about that test. Oh, good. How did you actually do on the AP exam though? Oh, I never took any of the AP exams. I got a five on the English and a two on the French. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like my only thing that I can brag about scholastically. That's great though. Otherwise I was pretty average. I think I would have gotten like a two if I took the AP English test. Yeah, I just something was right that day. It was the day, I think it was the day George Harrison died. Mm-hmm. Oof, I remember drew, driving to the test. You or maybe that was my SATs. It. I don't know. Yeah, I just remember I took a test on the day George Harrison died, and I was just like, Whoa. my sweet lord. <laughs> my yeah. SAT, um, I took as the SATs at a different school with like all these really cool girls that I was afraid to talk to. Right. And um, I got my period and I didn't have a pad and I was afraid to talk to them. <gasps> so I free bled during my SATs and got the second highest score in oh my, my entire high school. That's great. Yeah. That, that, and that was not right. Amazing. Yeah. I really drew, wow. drew from within that. Uh, well, there's a tip for you. Demolished ladies. a pair of white jeans. Oh my God. Oh. It's but the worst. I went to college. Why are we so embarrassed to ask for, that's another thing. Like, they're making tampons just smaller and smaller so we can just like palm them to each other like drugs. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
I always like parade mine. Yeah. Like I've got a tampon. <laughs> like it's so it's funny. I I don't understand adult women who are still like ooh. It's like who cares? Or like they'll disguise the packaging too, so that you yes. think it could be something else. It's like why does that? Yeah, I, I'm like a big proponent of the maxi pad that is like the thickness of War and Peace. And just like <laughs> carry three of them around at all times. I want there to be a movie character that like instead of Edward Scissorhands, it's like Sally Tampon Hands, and then in, for each of her five fingers. It's just a tampon. Oh, and that's she's just great. like, hey. She's, she's very proud to display her tampon. Yeah. She's a friend to all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know on Inside Amy Schumer, uh, they had a commercial that was like a, a tampon saxophone. And it was a saxophone that hid your tampon so you wouldn't be embarrassed. <laughs> but you could go to the bathroom with a huge saxophone. <laughs> Oh, I love uh, saxophone humor. Oh, Me man. too. It's great. Oh, we you haven't throw mentioned one of those in there. We haven't mentioned your oboe in a while. We haven't mentioned my oboe in a while. Uh, I mean, just an update on it. It's still in the back seat of my car. I'm still waiting for an oboe emergency. <laughs> one day there will be one, and I will be there. <laughs> it is amazing how many like when I'm hanging out with someone, and and I'll try to bring it into conversation and be like, oh yeah, I've got an oboe in the back of my car. If you ever need. An oboe. Yeah. Do you play the oboe? <laughs> I used to. Mm. Yeah, in high school. And I remember I I, I forced my friend uh, to listen to me play a scale a couple weeks ago. So cool. Still got I'm it. I'm still resentful still of got that. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will honestly call me at any hour of the day. That's friendship. I'll come over. Is there any scale. popular song that has an oboe in it that you can just tell me right now? Ooh, uh, there. It, I can think of a bright eyes song okay off the top of my head which one uh make a plan to love me from casadega okay don't know that one but it's that's not a good enough one. okay i do know yeah there is and it's in peter and the wolf uh like it's the duck which is pretty awful and that's what they would call us okay so the answer to my question was no the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> it's not a popular instrument and people don't seem to ever want it around but in case they do You've Someday got, you're prepared. There'll be a day. Someday there'll be an orchestra in trouble. <laughs> I'll be there to play a scale. Yeah. Hey, should we talk about the movie? Oh, fine. The movie we're talking about today is Clueless. Yeah. Woo. Nikki, when had you first seen it? I saw it when I was when it first came out. So what was that? Ninety ninety five. Yeah. So I was in sixth grade, like mm-hmm. early sixth grade. Yeah. I remember my dad took me and my friends, and I just loved it. And didn't get all the satire and sure. actual humor until way later. It was mm-hmm. just like a fun, you know, romp. Totally. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? I think I saw it. I saw it in middle school originally. Again, uh, I most likely watched the TBS cut version yeah. of it. So who knows how much I actually saw. Um, but There yeah. isn't that much. Like, there's no It's just swearing. There's any, like suggestion of sexuality is like it's not something i think would have to be censored on tbs but tbs just cuts it down for commercials oh, and sure. they take out like i would love stuff. to interview the person who does the tbs cuts because like what an innovator of the form <laughs> so many interesting corners cut uh yeah i mean there's i i was like fine-tuned to it because i'm like oh what did i miss mm-hmm. uh, right they say shit quite a bit and i was like oh that would have given me such a such a kick, mm-hmm. such a <laughs> But but now you got to go to the mics harder. Now I, that's why I'm hitting the mics harder so harder. It's bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw it in middle school and I loved it, and I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I saw it until I was maybe early college. I watched it again, you know, to prep for this episode, and I forgot that I liked this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's probably the movie I've seen more than any other movie. Yeah, really? Okay. And so I, I I could recite it. <laughs> nice. Like, so that's kind and of where I'm at And it's aged really well, too. It like, has. The fashion so... is still good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Rudd hasn't aged at all. Not he's, a day. God. He's a mummy. Day. He he's really an actual is. mummy. Ugh. You, let's start that rumor. I'm always looking to start a good rumor. <laughs> a good mummy rumor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Paul Rudd. And it's a complimentary rumor, but yes. maybe he's a mummy. I like that you picked mummy and not vampire. Mummies are like... <laughs> he wraps himself definitely up. not a mummy because of how he looks. <laughs> vampire, we could maybe... Oh, right. Because vampires are young and Wait, do mu- mummies live forever? Oh, I guess they're like dead and they just keep living. Right. Mummies yeah. are... But there are... Uh, I don't but think they are very thing. stitched up and yeah. got a lot of bandages. They're not known for looking young, I guess, <laughs> now that I... 
<laughs> now that I think of it. I'm sticking with it. Paul Rudd's yeah. a mummy. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> I want Paul Rudd to be my mummy. Yeah. Be like, it's like, hey, daddy, but hey, mommy. Hey, I really confusing. thought he was gay in that movie. Like, he comes off, like, I thought he, not in the movie, because he's straight in the movie, but like, mm-hmm. when he's like, we got Marky Mark to plant a celebrity tree. <laughs> I always can play that, that over and over. Great. We got Marky Mark to plant Which? a celebrity tree in his head. I thought was a reference to Boogie Nights. Turns out Clueless came out two years before oh, that. Yeah. But the- Marky Mark was nothing then. Like, he was a joke then. And Boogie he was like, oh, you got Marky Mark. To he was in B-Ball Diaries Take that year. time from his pants-dropping schedule. From- yeah. But now <laughs> it would be a huge deal to get Mark Wahlberg to plant a celebrity tree. Well, that's why I thought it was a Boogie Nights thing. I thought they were like, oh, he drops his pants and shows his big dick in Boogie Nights. Oh, right. we just did that uh, movie. That's a, so funny. A, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, it turns out they were foreshadowing Boogie Nights in Clueless. <laughs> yes. So, wow, it, what a what an innovative movie Clueless man, is. It is. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, Paul Rudd looks exactly the same mm-hmm. as he probably did this morning, uh, given that he's a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mummies operate. Um, Alicia Silverstone is so great. So good. I forgot that there's a character in this movie with braces, Murray has oh Murray. my god. And that really... I'm I keeping think... it real. I'm keeping it real. <laughs> I'm going to just keep quoting it. I'm sorry. But like his gooey braces are oh, so funny. So, yeah. And I think you never see that in high school movies. I'm assuming that they were real or I don't oh, know. Maybe. Yeah. Good uh, old... I'm not sure. Turk from Scrubs. I, yeah. I kept calling him Scrubs in my head. <laughs> I had brunch next to him one day in the deep, deep <gasps> valley. I was just going to say I just had brunch next to Brecken Meyer, who plays Travis. Right, yeah. Wow, oh, we are brunching right. with the Clueless Dogs. I, I had, uh, when I was deciding whether to move here or not, I got two brunches in a row, which, kill me, that's not good. <laughs> uh, but both times, Zach Braff was there alone. Oh. Wow. He seemed like he was, but like I say alone, but he was projecting the confidence that like it was on purpose. Oh, gotcha. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. So did it pass the test? I don't know. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. It Uh, does. Wait, hold on. Let me try to think of who. So two women, her and Dion Dion talk about getting their driver's license. They, I mean, there's a, it passes the test every few scenes, I would say. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the three main characters. It's uh, Cher, played by Alicia Silverstone. And they mm-hmm. do talk a lot about men a lot. They do. A lot. I was yeah. thinking of all the conversations. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's but a lot about men. The first, I don't know what the first thing you picked up on, but my, mine was when Dee first gets into Cher's car and they have a talk about what they're wearing, <laughs> which yeah. is, you know, not the best, in, you know, yeah. version of that. But it does pass pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot to actually write down the scenes. I think I was like, oh, I'm just going to lose track. Like, why bother? But, right. I mean, there's scenes where, yeah, they're talking about their clothes. And their grades. Driving, yeah. how to drive yeah. properly, oh, which right. neither, none of them can do very Mm-mm. well. I love that the scariest thing that could happen to any of these people in this movie is getting on the freeway. <laughs> so funny. And they and that brings them, that, that's such a horrifying experience that her D and her boyfriend have sex have after that. Because <laughs> they're so bonded from their trauma. <laughs> so funny. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're like, and then um, Cher and Ty, uh, mm-hmm. played by Bernie Murphy talk an awful lot about things that aren't men so it passes the test like i said every few scenes right there is i think that there is at least one scene even though there, there's at least one scene with the teacher i can't remember her name yeah miss geist miss geist yeah there's a few scenes with d and sharon Ms. oh geist yeah talking it. about the the hurricane and um God, where was it? Oh, something beach. Pismo Beach disaster. And she's like, Daddy, they lost everything. They need skis, too. Don't you think that includes sporting equipment? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, Very good, Cher. Oh, I, I love Cher's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Cher's dad. What a great, like... I mean, every... The casting in that movie is fantastic. It's wonderful, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just, like, a, a good male parent like that doesn't happen a lot yes right in, she in... does have dead mommy syndrome she does mm-hmm. she's, a little, dizzy she's princess. a little dizzy princess with no mommy mm. 
but but uh, her mom died in a liposuction accident. <laughs> that was so funny. I forgot about that. That's so funny. And they have an oil painting of her in their home. That's, yep. uh That's my dream. Not a good oil painting. I don't want my I child add. to know me, and I want there to be an oil painting of <laughs> yeah. me in my home. So real quick, I'll do a recap of the story. There's no necessarily like cohesive narrative in terms of like this character wants something and they're gonna go out and get i mean like they're in high school they want like a boyfriend they want love they want friendship uh i feel like Cher wants to help that's like her vague and then she wants a boyfriend Mm -hmm. right right and she wants to have sex pretty much she wants to grow up she has a close friend named dion played by the just wonderful stacy who saw that coming i used to love her so much yeah that's upsetting. She we'll pulled a Dennis it. Miller. <laughs> they go to high school together in Beverly Hills. Um, Cher's dad is a litigator, and he's, like, you know, overprotective, and he always wants her to argue her way out of any problem she has. And, you know, they go to high school. They have friends. Some of them are, like, loser stoner guys. Some of them are popular boys. They go to parties. I don't know. This is a bad recap. <laughs> There's a character with braces. There's a character. And Marie. she has a uh, stepbrother who lives right. with her who is very annoying and then becomes kind of uh, a, a player in her group of friends. Right. So her like former stepbrother. Right. Former stepbrother. Former That's stepbrother. right. That's right. <laughs> Which is what makes this Josh. part of the movie okay. Who is like um, oh, right. the most freshman in college person of all time. I lo- and this is the first time I watched this movie that I was old enough to be able to appreciate that because I don't think I'd seen it in a long time. But it was like all those vague like sociology quotes or like the little goatee. He's reading Nietzsche at the beginning. Right, yes. right. I was like, oh, you're 19. Yes. <laughs> That's what's going on yes. here. It was great. Yeah, so uh, Josh, played by Paul Rudd, um, is Cher's former stepbrother, but his mom and her dad got married and then divorced, so they're not related in any way anymore, which is good because then they end up together. She finds out at the like toward the end of the movie, she's like, oh my God, this whole time I've loved Josh. What a great that, sequence. I love her when she... It fu- it's it's like the, the fountain, fountain, the fountain like, out of her head. <laughs> she's like, like, oh I my God, Josh. I love Josh. I'm madly crazy, but love in love with like, something. Yeah. Just, like, in love with Josh, and I don't know how to tell him. <laughs> and then she goes home, and she's so awkward around him, which is yeah. so great, because the second you start liking someone, you can't keep uh, it cool. No, not at all. And she's like, I care distant. about the news. I thought they declared peace in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they have a great little kiss at the end. And when they're like, she oh, like yeah. goes to like playfully hit him. And he's like, no, we're kissing. Oh, now. that's a good, that's a good one. That was one of the kisses I studied as a teen to yeah. be like, how do you, yeah. how do you do it? <laughs> yes. That and can't hardly wait. Those were my two kisses that, that I studied. And I was like, oh, you have to like blink and like uh, jennifer love hewitt in that kiss scene study it kids <laughs> wait is learn, that the movie? learn from the master what her body is, is a wonderland <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what movie is it where like the boys are like you gotta make her look up at the stars and then mm. kiss her is that that movie that. that's no. a different one okay i'll edit wow. that stupid comment out <laughs> no <laughs> no keep it someone right. out there is like knows that movie and is happy yeah. you said that tweet at us yeah yeah i love share in christian's relationship oh my god i had a my best friend in high school we, we ended up nicknaming each other sharon christian because <laughs> the syndrome of like i was the last girl he asked out before he was like okay <clears throat> i've been gay the whole time i'm like oh good i i broke you um and i love i love how uh you know he we learn he's a gay character and it's and then they're just immediately friends for the yes. rest of the movie and it's there's not a confrontation there's like nothing like that like share for all of her weirdness is such an accepting yes cool person and like doesn't i don't know like even when people fuck up she f- either finds a way to help or cut them out of her life in a kind of like I was like, man, she manages her life more healthily than I do. She does. And she's, uh, for a popular girl, she's not a bitch. And I think Dion has some of those qualities of, like, judgmental, and Mm -hmm. especially with Brittany Murphy's character in the beginning. And Amber, of course, is, like, the villain Mm -hmm. character. And she's a bitch, too. And um, But Cher was always, like, so lovely. And she's nice to Travis after he gets sober. And, like, I... You know, I, I love, uh, and then I love the sequence where she like does a makeover on 
Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I have some conflicting thoughts about this movie because on okay. one hand, oh, it's yeah, we like, have to like talk about other <laughs> stuff and just be like, I like this part, and then this part's cool too. And this then, movie then, rules. <laughs> uh, we can mostly do that, but um, on one hand, it's like about this. She's good, but she's also like kind of vapid, slightly airheaded, but also kind of smart, materialistic Beverly Hills rich girl. And the movie does like satirize that, but it also kind of glamorizes it. Totally. Right. So part of me is like, well, which is like probably why it's confusing for like young people seeing it being like, oh, I just love it when they say as if and they like don't get all the the satire and the jokes sort of poking fun at this lifestyle. It's not super overt, the satire, but um, I don't know. Like, it's also a movie that celebrates female friendship and mm-hmm. shows mostly them supporting each other. Um, there is, like, kind of a rivalry between Cher and Amber. And then at one point, Cher and Ty get into an argument and they say some kind of nasty things to each other. Oh, you're a but then they you can't drive. <laughs> <Right>? mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she good. tears up. But uh, they make up pretty quickly and they apologize and things go back to being good again. So um, mostly it's, yeah, it's about Cher just, like, supporting those around her, uh, especially the the women in her life. So that's a refreshing thing to see, especially for like a high school. We talked about like Heather's uh, on an mm. earlier episode, mm. and that's a movie just about how teenage girls are friends, but they also hate each other. Right. <laughs> so it's it was nice to see a different version of high school relationships between women. Right. And I yeah. mean, I mean, if if we're getting into it, I guess, I mean, we can look at the whole Brittany Murphy makeover scene as... Why are they trying to change her? Yeah, and totally. Why and and she's so ex- and and uh, when they're actively pulling her away from Travis oh, yeah, over I hate and over, that. Mm-hmm. yeah, even though it's like, man, it's so they clear. Have a connection. That, yeah. yeah, that scene in the lunch line where she's like, "I drew Marvin the Martian." I was like, "You little cute stoners!" Oh, <laughs> so cute. That scene is so like, cute. You didn't trace it. Yeah, <laughs> you really drew that. Yeah. And I just some little guys over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, her little. <laughs> yeah, her accent is so fun. She's so good. God. She's amazing. Um, was girl. amazing. Missy. Yeah. God, it just got sad. Me too. I, her death <laughs> really affected me. I was like really bummed. I mean, not that other people's don't, but it was just like she was. She would be like still working a lot right now. For sure, she wouldn't be yeah. Stacy Dashin. Oh, Stacy. Also, I looked up. Stacy uh, Dash was like twenty six when she yes. was in this movie. Just mm. and and she had me fooled. Incredible. I mean, yeah. almost everyone else in this movie is pretty age appropriate mm-hmm. within a few years, with the exception of Stacy Dash. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and then she turned into a Republican, transphobe, uh, racist. Maybe she's a mummy. <laughs> Maybe she's a mummy. I've always thought that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's not a good person. And that was so disappointing to learn. You know what I I was thinking about when you were saying, like, some people maybe couldn't see the satire. And I I don't know that I saw it all. And I did think some stuff was cool. Like, her closet was cool. And I don't think they were even trying to make that seem like... The computer closet. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, my God. The fact that that doesn't exist now makes me Wait a minute. That scene where she's, like, on the computer and there's a program that, like, matches her outfits. Yeah. I was like, that's what Allie from Single White Female invented. (laughs) That's her program. I forgot because we mentioned it in that episode. We're like, like, what is she even do? Clueless computer? Oh, did we? (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. That's why. And that movie came out before this, right? Single White Female? Yeah, it was, like, 91 or 92. This is our Pixar theory. Everything is connected. I really enjoyed all the pop culture references in this movie. There's a 2001 The Space Odyssey illusion Mm -hmm. where she's like waiting for Christian to call her Uh and it's her like, it's just like this obelisk of the phone. And I always wondered what that was until obviously later, but I was like, that was such a weird cinematic choice yeah. and then i was like oh okay oh. it is good mm-hmm. <laughs> finally calls i i liked when uh murray was explaining to share that christian was gay and used like oh my 400, god like friend of dorothy that like you yes. saw barbara like, streisand <laughs> ticket holding like, yeah i just want to live gay. in a world yeah <laughs> yeah i would just want to live in a world where a high school boy would have that. The vocabulary to be able to say that to me. He gives another, about every boy I had a crush on in high school. Uh, he gives another funny speech where he keeps calling Dion. He's like, "Hey, woman," and she's like, "Don't call me woman." Oh yeah. Uh, and then he's just, he says this whole thing like, "Blah blah blah," and it's it's 
it's something and then but it doesn't have to have like misogynistic undertones or yeah. something like that i wish i uh, had and she's it. like speaking of vehicular sex i always thought i was like <laughs> what is vehicular sex like i thought that was a, i didn't understand what she was saying she's like i found this in the back of your car oh. and she's like it's one of your stringy things she's like i don't wear synthetic hair <laughs> oh man there's so many good lines the, oh, one of my favorites is they're like the pc term for virgin is hymenally challenged yeah. <laughs> oh i was gonna say one of my favorite trivia pieces of this whole movie is when she's giving the um, RSVP. It does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty and she's calling them, she calls the Haitians Hadians. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, she actually made that mistake in like rehearsal and they were like, don't tell her, just let her do it. Oh and then it God. was like That's great. It's a, it's a nice little uh, Easter egg. There are some, uh, there are some fun. I love when Cher calls Amber a Monet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, she's pretty from Frohoy, but when you get close, she's a total mess. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. The, but that is like one of the satirical things that you could argue is like, oh, that would be so fun for a young girl to hear. And it totally was and, and still is. But if you fail to see the irony in it, could maybe plant some seeds of meanness in your tiny little brain. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel like I was at a very impressionable age when I saw it, when, like, uh, I started becoming obsessed with celebrity stuff, and it became, like, I'm not good enough. And and when I saw that movie, there wasn't anything in it that really made me feel like I need to be like these people. They were so outlandish and mm-hmm. so far removed from what I know. And I think as much as I admired Cher and thought she was pretty and had cool clothes, there I, I recognize... I thought she was nice. I think in the end she was a nice person Mm -hmm. and um, I didn't like any of the meanness from the other girls. It didn't like make me want to be mean, but I'm a nice, I was a nice person. So who knows? And there isn't as much of the meanness as you might expect in this movie. Like for example, in Mean Girls, there's a lot more as you might imagine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in a lot of movies about high school, high school students, high school women, especially there's just so much pettiness and cattiness and even if they're friends they're still just nasty to each other and it's also i was thinking towards the end it's not the worst even if it's most likely inaccurate in every way it's not the worst thing to tell young audiences that being very nice you can be very nice and also be very popular like i don't think that that's a super normalized idea Mm -hmm. especially in you know the 90s so it was nice to be like oh she's a decent person she cares about the people around her and she's the most popular girl in school, which is kind of yeah. cool. I like the ending, I do like when she's like, she catches the bouquet and she ends up with her ex-stepbrother, mm-hmm. which is fine because there's total chemistry and they're not connected anymore. Right. But I love when you're like, she kind of uh, does a switcheroonie where you think like, oh my God, she's going to get married. And she's like, ew, gross. We're not as from Kentucky. As if. We're not from <laughs> Kentucky. Like, because, and it is funny because in my mind, they're still together. But that was, they were in high school. Yeah. Like, and he was a friend. There's no way they're still together. But I'm like, they found lasting love that will last forever. <laughs> and it so didn't. But that's yeah. the sort of thing where like three years from then, absolutely. That's like Cher's party story of like, yeah. I used to date my stepbrother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a great party story for yeah. when you yes. inevitably break up. She might up. have gotten into stand-up because of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. Oh, I wanted to talk about, um, I forget what the name of that asshole character is. Elton. Um, Elton. Uh, <laughs> Elton. He's Elton. obviously a piece of shit. Right. And oh, he... there's a definite rapey Yeah, rape I wanted to talk about that scene because Cher does... The best she possibly can in that situation in the moment. But it was like, I that was like a scene that didn't register with me the first time I watched it. And this time we're like, oh, my God. Like, yes. he's trying to rape her. And then she's like, no, leave me alone. And he abandons her in the parking lot of this liquor store I pass all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I loved when I used to pass that. I would be like, but it's a, a Laya and a Wada. She's like, really expensive designer and he's like i'm gonna really blow your fucking head off she's like that's a great part but but i totally agree with you that that did not stand out to me as like right really that horrible i was just like he's a jerk or whatever but looking back and i don't even think they intended it for because i think back then in 95 that was not qualified as 
rape yeah, assault so of any sort. Normal. The scenes like that. A boy so went. A boy went to kiss a girl, and she yeah. didn't feel like kissing him. And uh, but the, him leaving her, like, yeah, it was uh, that it's, was traumatic. She does say she's like, oh, what a night this has become. I was sexually harassed. Oh, um, okay. So she does call it out, but because scenes like that, especially at the time. They were just so normalized. We like see scenes like that from that era, and even yeah. I mean, like I can't cite another one off the top of my head, but for sure we've all seen that exact scene a number of times, Mm -hmm. and it's just like the takeaway is supposed to be like she rejected him, and not not that like he did anything wrong. Extremely rapey. Yeah. My first kiss was actually very similar to that, and it scared me off from boys for so long. I, I mean, it was already late. I was like 16 when I had my first kiss, but he just – and I I was like – I liked him, and we both were kind of like – we like each other, and we were like in his living room just kind of like, you okay, know what? And he just leapt across the room and like attacked my face, and I was like, get off! Like I was just like, ugh! Yeah, yeah. And he got really upset and like went into his kitchen and was like slamming cabinets and was drinking, oh, I found out. Then he drove oh me home. God. He drove Drove me home and was so pissed. We were like good friends, just speeding like through suburbs. And he dropped me off, and I got one foot out of the car, and he started speeding off. And like I almost like ran Jeez, me over. He was just so mad because you rejected his kiss. Yeah. Oh, which my God. I wouldn't have done had it not been so aggressive. Sprung, yeah. yes. He Ugh. literally sprung across the room, and then I didn't. And then I didn't kiss another boy for like years. That's oh, man. terrifying. Oh, I mean, that, that would have been very traumatic. Yeah. I yeah. understand why. Yeah. First kisses are. <laughs> traumatic enough in nature like, I know so and I d- and the thing is uh, until talking about it right now I didn't realize how traumatic it was and how like it totally makes sense that I was like scared of him and boys after that because it was very similar to the Elton situation oh, of like get off and he's like still trying you're like ew no I mean she tells him no like three oh, times many so times it's called suck and blow Elton it's a game yeah. and he's like I know you wanted it oh, oh. god oh. yeah and the fact that he does that in the first place back at the party is just like oh she's yeah. so clearly grossed out by it oh at the god and prior to that there's a number of scenes where something happens in class like she gets a good grade or like they fix he their report his, cards and kisses he her like her, yeah. like keeps just like it's and usually on the cheek like, but but it's a mushy kiss it's, it's always like for a while because i didn't remember what their relationship was when i was re-watching the movie and didn't remember it that well i thought he was her boyfriend because he just keeps hugging her and yes, kissing her yeah and then you're like oh wait he's just a, a creepy dude who raises his hand in the middle of class and says the stupidest things Ugh. right <laughs> and, then, and it's not even funny like when the stoner guy does it right yeah i love when the stoner guy gives a speech about oh my muffins yeah <laughs> And I'd like to thank the the staff of the McDonald's, without which I might never be late. It's <laughs> so good. Anyways, shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to Travis. Out of, fuck oh. Elton. And yeah. fuck Elton, man. I hated his character. I hated his dumb, like when he's singing to the cranberries when they're driving before he assaults her. He's like, down away, down away. It's just, <laughs> just like, ew, what? He's such a creep. And then, first of all, so the story goes that he... She's trying to hook him up with Ty, and she thinks he's into Ty because she took a picture of Ty, and he put the picture in his locker. Right, and, it's, right. and then he goes, I put the picture you took in my locker. Like, that that's, does not, doesn't make that any, does not make sense. any sense. It's a picture of another girl. That yeah. doesn't, make, doesn't sense. make sense. Maybe she took a picture of a tree, and he mm-hmm. put that in his locker. But if you take a picture, like, that was a bad excuse. And yeah, also, he brings class into that conversation, too, by basically saying, like, why would I be with Ty? She's... Oh yeah. Poor. Do you and know who like, my dad oh, is? Right. And it's I'm like a first rich of all, boy. we don't know who your dad is. <laughs> no, I don't we think don't we ever find no. out. But um, I bet that's a scene that got cut. That was yeah, maybe. I want to see I mean, we don't see a lot of parents in this movie. The closest no. we get to seeing parents is uh a guy from Princess Bride and his teacher girlfriend. Oh, that's yeah. as close as I can get What's to his name again. It. Oh, that actor's name? Yeah. Man, he existed in a very specific 10-year period. So much. He's <laughs> Where great. Is he? He's awesome. Yeah, and Miss Geist, I would have loved to see her again. She was great with her stockings falling down. And and then uh, I didn't ever get any of the, the jokes where, like, Cher makes the fake love letter. And she's like, she does some oh. Shakespeare quote. And he's like, what is that? She goes, did you write that? Did you write that? She goes, no, Cliff's Notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a book. And I like, I, I 
forgot, like when I started watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, Clueless is based on something. It's based on Emma. Emma. By Jane Austen, who's the, you know, girl who hooks everyone up, which makes sense for Cher. Mm -hmm. But there's also a ton of Shakespeare references. And I was like reading about it and I guess it's because there's parts of the movie that are also taken from Titus Andronicus, but I don't know what happens in that play. Oh, either fact <laughs> i didn't get the that christian was gay like as a kid and uh, ever i don't think i just all of a sudden they were friends because to me i he says he's gay he is like he says it in a, in a kind of there's a lot of noise going over it so you can't hear and if you mm. don't know what dorothy lover ticket holding whatever i wouldn't have i gotten never those knew references even <laughs> i know five or six years ago yeah, i, wouldn't I have had gotten all no them. idea and then when he's watching he wants to watch all those tony curtis movies like that's yeah. a reference no one would get i'm like oh he just likes boring movies <laughs> right like he wants to watch spartacus cool whatever he, i kind of wish that christian had like come out to her mm-hmm. uh yeah I think yes that, like i mean this is coming from a straight person who doesn't know anything about the experience of coming out mm-hmm. but I, I i think that would have been a nice thing to see in right because we movie. have to assume it happens because it seems like by the next time that character shows up after chair uh, fails to have sex with him mm-hmm. there's like an understanding between them and right. it's not going to be an issue again but yeah i would have liked to see that and i don't know like where it registered for me i remember when i heard murray saying that stuff as a kid like Barbara Streisand, Judy Garland, and all that stuff. I'm like, this sounds like me. (laughs) I love these people. (laughs) You know, though, I'm surprised that um, there wasn't more of a homophobia in in his description of him. I mean, there were, like, funny, you know, uh, without saying gay, he made a bunch of, like... uh, He did resort to, like, pretty stereotypical things. Yes, but not harsh, necessarily harsh. hateful. Yeah, and I don't... And we never saw him get... And he like, they, they seemed accepting of him and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then when he saves Ty, when they're at the mall, he like mm-hmm. steps up as like a fucking macho man in that scene, which I really like. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And there's no, yeah, like Murray's description definitely isn't perfect. But for 95, I feel like just the fact that he, his implication isn't like, Ugh, yes, is there was no disgust. Big, right. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is what you would kind of expect out of a. Uh, an, like a straight male high school boy yes like that um i did also appreciate that even though the actress who plays this character turned out to be horrible but that they're uh, one of the main characters was a woman of color mm-hmm. that was nice yeah yeah that was great that's, that's a good point speaking of christian one of the scenes i wanted to talk about was she before she knows that he is gay and they're going on on when she thinks it's a date she comes down and she's dressed in this little white dress. And then Josh is like, you going to let her go out in that? Talking to her dad because mm. apparently she's dressed too scantily. Right. And it was just upsetting that to see Josh be like, oh, she's like the implication is, oh, she looks like a slut. Yeah. She's not. And so her, her yeah. dad's like, cover that up. I don't know. I, I guess that that didn't register with me because I for sure heard that from my dad at mm. least once well, your dad is school. a sexist pig <laughs> i mean but all, like not to give in to the patriarchy but like sometimes like you see my ass you know mm. and it's and like i wouldn't want my child to leave the home with their ass visible yeah i i get what you're saying and i also get what i think what you both are saying and i i agree with the um like, because sometimes I feel like women dress in a certain way that is uncomfortable for them out on a town and their ass will be hanging out. And it's like, right. you don't need to do that to, you know, to, yeah. look, to impress this person. But I also feel like wear whatever you want. It never it never struck me until you said that, though, mm, and, right. and, and until you brought it up that it was a little bit like stop dressing like a slut because there are a lot of indications of there's a lot of that talk in the movie, I think, that like, um. Do they talk about Amber dressing like a slut? They they mention, like, she's like, oh, I have a note from my plastic surgeon that no balls should be thrown in my face or something. Right. And then she's yeah. like, there goes your social life. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird because a lot of it, the thing that I would find weird about this scene is that, like, Josh is the one who says, are you going to let her go out like that? Like, yeah. basically her peer is saying that, right. which felt weird. Well, we can assume that because he likes her they don't really they might not know they like each other yet but they do 
he's just like, oh, I don't want her to be sexual with anyone else. I want her to be to, to be sexual with me. So like, right. cover up your sexiness so that I right. can have it later. Mm-hmm. I think is also very cool approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also, he should just be okay with whatever she wants to wear. Also, what she was wearing in that scene is wasn't any it was cute. It was, <laughs> it was a great outfit. Yeah. And it was. I mean, it was the same thing that she's been wearing all along. Like the same length of skirts, mini dresses. And, like, yeah. I mean, you know, another way that that kind of same I keep getting these scenes mixed up is Father of the Bride. Do you remember are you familiar with that movie no. at all? Mm-hmm. Well, her her dad is uh, she comes back home from college and she's engaged to this guy and her dad's like they're leaving to go out after dinner her and her uh fiance and uh, her dad's like, it's a little cold out there. You want to put something on? Like she's not like exposed, but she's he's like she's like, no dad, I'll be fine and then her boyfriend goes, it is a little cold. She goes, oh, yeah, I'll get my jacket. Like, she just mm-hmm. instantly does it for him. And that was, like, another kind of way without making it about her being t- – showing too much skin. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of a, one of my favorite lines in the movie when she's, like, explaining how you can get a boy to like you. She's like, show a little skin and that will make a boy picture you naked, which reminds them of sex. Yeah, <laughs> that is really fun. And you know what? Girl line. That yeah. is totally a line that I took as actual advice. As right. a not, like, a very obvious and joke. Exactly. That, that, so there's the dangerous territory mm-hmm. in, in that. That was stuff that, though, like, yeah, in high school, I remember my, my first high school boyfriend, who I feel like I cite constantly on this podcast. Yes. I learned Amazing. so much. Yeah. Uh, but we, there was, like, one time where we both, like, saved up money from our part-time jobs to go to a seafood restaurant together because we had both heard that oysters were an aphrodisiac. <laughs> and we like saved up for weeks and we're like and we literally went to the cheesecake factory but they have oh, oysters so there. Cute. And then we're just like, oh like maybe we're gonna like kiss with tongue tonight because we had all this fish. Oh but, like, my which, God. but stuff like that, like I don't know where I would have gotten that from if not from a movie or a book or something like yes. that. Mm-hmm. Um and that's like a more innocent incarnation of taking stuff like that and trying to like desperately trying to apply it to your real mm-hmm. life but it does stick with you it's weird and like how parents after they have sex like it, on sitcoms they're always really happy the next morning mm-hmm. so you're like oh yeah. if mom's ever happy she got laid last night because that's the <laughs> only way that a housewife can be prancing around the house with a smile on her face is if she got laid it's uh, that was always a thing i'm like what? Yeah. so i guess sex makes people happy which I mean, it right. doesn't not. And you but... have to smoke a cigarette afterward. Oh, yes. you, yeah, you yes. smoke a cig. So much of that. But uh, a great line from that also, that date scene, was when she gets in the car with Christian, who I think most people would have already figured out is gay. And he's listening mm-hmm. to Billie Holiday. Yeah. She's like, yeah. who is this? And she's like, Billie Holiday. She's like, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's so good. It's a great comedy. It's it's packed with funny lines, like joke, joke, yeah. joke. It's it's uh, I, I love that about it. And it's written and directed by a woman, yeah, yes. Amy Hackney. Mm-hmm. And here's a fun reference to your least favorite episode ever, Caitlin, is that Amy Heckerling used to date Martin Brest. Who directed Geely? Exactly. The Geely connection endures. Oh my God. All roads lead back to Geely. What? <laughs> what else has Amy Heckerling done? She also like helmed the TV spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. She was involved. She directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, she directed National Lampoon's European Vacation. She directed Look Who's Talking. Um, Loved it. Yep. And then she later worked on uh, A Night at the Roxbury. Loved it. Directed an episode of the first season of The Office mm-hmm. and directed a little bit of Gossip Girl. So, All right. Well, she, yeah. she had a good career. I want well, her to write something again. Come on. Come yeah. back, baby. We'll hire you, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're wealthy. We can yeah. get it. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention is that the like flirtatious banter that happens throughout the movie between Cher and Josh is a lot of negging about her appearance, mm. which bothered me. You're really filling out. Yeah, There's a like, couple yes. fat jokes. That's like which his first line too. Yeah. And you know, I understand like negging is a concept of like 
flirting, especially if it's like... He's mean to you because he likes right. you. Yeah. Like, it, it can't... It, you know, it's not the best way to flirt. Uh, I've for sure done it. It's for sure been done to me. Like, it happens. And sometimes it for sure works. And sometimes yeah. it does. Um, I love being a bully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I've gotten every person to kiss my way into someone's heart. (laughs) And then I fix that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's often at the expense of her appearance or her just like, you know, he's making fun of, you you go to the mall a lot. You're just a stupid girl who shops. And I don't know. I mean, that is kind of who her character is. But then she gets really affected by that kind of um, insult when she starts to like him and she's like, I want to seem more than that and I am more than that and I think that that... I like her her rebellion uh, of that concept that she's just like a mall rat, Mm -hmm. uh, I think is going in the right direction. He was there at the dinner table and she's like, I have direction. He's like, yeah, to the mall. And she's just like, right. "Mm." Yeah. And then there's one point where he's criticizing how like her effect on Ty. uh, And he says something like, oh, yeah, there's been a lot more bare midriff or like whatever. Mm. Um, And she does give it back to him. There's that time when um, they get all the takeout for Cher's dad, which, first of all, I loved that. scene. She's such a good person mm-hmm. and has a great relationship with her dad um but where um he's he says like how many hours a day do you spend grooming and she sort of throws it back to him right as like oh we can't all look as perfect as you so it's like there right. is a but i feel like he makes more personal hits uh-huh. towards her yeah. that almost always have to do with her appearance where like when she insults him it's almost like oh yeah you read a lot of books or like it's like vaguely yes. complimentary. Yeah. And it could just be, you know, the time. Mm-hmm. It was the nineties. Mm-hmm. We were all terrible. But the other thing I wanted to mention was on first glance, she seems like a kind of a ditzy airhead. But she gets good grades. She mm-hmm. gets like a ninety eight percent in geometry. In fact I paused the part where you see her credit card and like there's little comments on it and under uh her biology class it You says, mean a report card. Oh, yeah. What did I say? Credit card. card. Oh, stop putting her in a hole. (laughs) Her her report card. Yeah. (laughs) And under biology, it says, uh, won't dissect anything. And then under (laughs) geometry, yeah, uh, geometry, it says, good shapes. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, she's, she's not an airhead. She, you know, her speeches that she gives in her debate class or whatever are, seem quite vapid, but she's smart. And, And, like, takes an active interest. I do love that she negotiates her grades and all that stuff. You're telling me you argued your way from a C- minus to a B+. plus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he's like... Based on the powers of persuasion. He's like, I couldn't be prouder if they were based on actual grades. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The fact that she does take an active interest in her grades, and she's never... uh, I was impressed, because, like, when I was rewatching it, I'm like, oh, does her dad ever try to force her into any sort of stereotypical role but he really doesn't like Mm-mm. when he has that discussion with josh and share um and shares like whatever he's a big geek and he's and but her dad just as badly wants her to find what she wants to do and have mm-hmm. like a successful career and you know she helps him with his health health and his lawyer stuff at yes. times and it's like it does seem like he's not for the most part, or no more than a, a normal good dad would be, like an oppressive force in her life, which is kind of cool. Right. Yeah. I remember getting so anxious when she's doing all the highlighting for her dad and then she fucks it up and that guy yells yeah. at her and leaves mm-hmm. and is like, if you guys weren't flirting the whole time and she's just like, she feels really stupid. That like gave me so much anxiety, like as a as someone who's tempted a lot and like fucked things up like yeah (laughs) right and like having that feeling like oh i'm just a girl that like is so confused and like doesn't get it like there's something there yeah that makes me a little feel insecure totally and then um josh defends her Mm -hmm. i kind of i wish like she had defended herself but you know we can't have everything Mm -mm. um he he defends (laughs) her like arguing against a lot of the things a lot of like the ammunition he used when he was like flirtatiously negging her before like oh she's not just a dumb mall rat yeah but yeah and then they go and they have that nice little kiss 
Like you really like that. I kiss. love that kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I just want Paul Rudd to kiss me. Is he's so what cute. It boils down to he is. He's still sixteen. So. What a cute yeah. little wait a couple years. years. Gonna live forever. He's a mommy. He's a mommy. Hey, mommy. <laughs> Brecken Meyer is still very handsome too, but he like looks his age, which is not a, a yes. A, that's not an assault Although, on Brecken Meyer. This right. is a little gossip, but I saw him with a much younger lady when <gasps> I saw him at brunch. Mm, it looked like he was taking his niece out oh brecken that's effed i know (laughs) well maybe she's an old soul who's that that's what they all say (laughs) who's that like superhero actor right now that's dating like a 19 year old i was really enjoying some recent Mm. coverage of that on like perez hilton and just jared oh really yeah there was like a major oh i think it might be henry cavill superman who's dating a teenager and like he's like doing his best to explain it away (laughs) and like my favorite henry cavill excuse for dating a teenager was he was like well when i was 17 i dated a 35 year old and it's like, oh, and Henry oh, Cavill, that's this. probably why you're like this now. <laughs> like, break the cycle, Superman. He won't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. Dark. Oh, he split from his 19-year-old girlfriend <gasps> in no. May of 2016. Good so. for her. Does anyone have any thought, final thoughts about the movie before we rate it? Ooh, yeah. we rate it. We, we rate, rate it. it. I think we talked about every every scene character <laughs> every single <laughs> scene um great soundtrack yeah. oh killers i was listening to it on the way over just like getting myself amped i'm gonna out. be yeah. a supermodel oh what a great song <laughs> yeah that and then later on the lizzie mcguire movie soundtrack really just guided me <laughs> was it good it's real good it's more early 2000s okay but it's like clueless for 2003 style okay nice i was just recalling um even stevens <gasps> did you watch Christy that carlson romano i know what happened to her she's know. like a scientist now probably she was ki- yeah a she woman was in stem women yeah. in stem she was definitely a woman in stem by the way christian calls shares legs stems and i was like good a stem mention <laughs> We got it in. We got it in. No steampunk in this movie. I was yeah. happy um, because usually the someone's the steampunk culture <laughs> permeates all my favorite films, and I'm triggered. Really? and I have to go on a walk. So I'll Wild Wild West is one of your favorite Wild films. Wild West. I do know all the words to the theme song. <laughs> Me too. I do too. I remember. I specifically remember bragging about that at lunch once oh. in like my sophomore oh. year. Like, um. <laughs> Do you want me to recite all the lyrics? Jim West, West. Desperado. Desperado. No, no, you, you don't. don't no, none, none, of, none of this. None um, of this. <laughs> Buffalo Soldiers. Look, it's like I told you. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> Any damsel that's in distress. Get out of that dress when they meet Jim West. Oh, that's good. I yeah. gotta listen to that song again. It's so terrible. Oh, God. It's bad. It's like tattooed onto my brain. Maybe I'm I used to have a joke about that song about how like that. I, I used to do a joke about how whenever you break up never have a whenever you pick a song with someone like your song just pick a terrible song so that like when you hear it you'll never yeah you don't hear it and so just always pick uh will smith's wild wild west because no one feels i was like jada pickett smith could break up with will smith and hear that song and feel nothing like it's so bad so i like that i like that the cisco's involved though he goes cisco cisco oh yeah going straight to the wild wild west <laughs> and that's where he went and disappeared because yeah. i haven't heard of cisco since dude cisco i, I don't song. know maybe this gets back to my 9-11 anecdote i don't know if i've ever talked about it on the cast before mm. but mm. i saw the backstreet boys perform live in boston the night before 9-11 september 10th 2001 Whoa. i was at the show and cisco opened whoa and my mom made me miss the first 20 minutes of the backstreet boys because she had a crush on cisco and she's like we've got to get in line to meet cisco <laughs> i remember being so mad i was like i don't want to meet cisco i want to look at nick carter and my mom was like we've got to meet oh cisco. my god your mom was definitely wearing a thong she was horny for cisco that's so cute probably wearing like Don't three you. or four thongs <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that coverage yeah um oh, god yeah that's really cute it's wild it was a simpler time. Oh, it God. It truly was. That literally was the, the, the last pre-9-11. Moments, the weaning hours of the mm-hmm. simpler time. <laughs> 
I remember exactly what I was doing that night, too, the <gasps> night before. I was doing a uh, French essay about terrorism, oddly enough. Whoa. I had to look up terrorisme or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't remember what I was doing. Caitlin, you're not, you're not a patriot. <laughs> Sorry. So hey, shout sh- out to Cisco wherever you are if you're alive. <laughs> He's such a fan of podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Hopefully you're into very specific podcasts. Yeah, we should get him on as a guest. Uh, he seems like a feminist. Yeah, totally. Cisco, are you an ally? He wants Please. women to wear whatever they want. Dumps like thongs. a drug. Drug. <laughs> drug. That's like what? 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 With a butt. God. Yeah. Dumps like a drug is a disgusting oh <laughs> my god I, it's so awful what and that's what mean? he leads with yeah yeah is it is that butt like is that butt cheeks uh, i imagine Dumps? i'm just i'm just picturing oh wait no it's like shit pooping that's pooping. what i always thought pooping i always out a thought... truckload of shit because her ass is that's sick. so gross i've never even put those together oh, i thought like it was a part of the body <laughs> why I mean, would he reference poop we're speculating that might not be what he meant but that is definitely but what i took like, away from it that's like the bridge yeah um, it like, is he's like now let me lead up to this incredible oh, that's the like way. You move that thing. (laughs) That and then later hot in here where I was like, I should. That's Nelly. Right. But I was like, I should date a guy who is perpetually wearing a Band-Aid on his face. Oh, I love Nelly so much. I still do. I'm from St. Louis. He had a good evolution, too. We were. That was my senior song. He got sensitive later on. He did. Over and over again. Yeah, that's the one. I was like, what's the sensitive Nelly song? It's all in my head with Tim McGraw. (laughs) It's like, man, maybe the girl from Hot in Here really broke his heart. Yeah, (laughs) who knows? Oh, the guy I took to prom uh, was like... uh, does fish tanks in st louis and he did nelly's fish tanks <gasps> yeah i got a connection you guys wow when First there's a crack in the fish tank what do they pl- what do they put on it a band-aid <laughs> <laughs> love it oh okay we uh, really strayed we, we really have. yeah <laughs> we sang almost all of my Let's rate the movie. Okay. Uh, we rate each movie uh, based on its portrayal of the women characters mm-hmm. on a scale of zero to five nipples. Ooh. And then we, if you want, describe those nipples. Okay. So for me, I would say because it does have like a nice portrayal of female friendships and uh, the main character is a very uh, nurturing and supportive and nice person, which you might not expect from a movie like this or a movie that takes place in this setting. So there's some things about it that like were dated and, and could have been portrayed better. Um, also, the use of the R-E-T-A-R-D word happens. Oh, boy. Ooh. I've got to send you an episode of Space Goes Coast to Coast I watched yesterday <laughs> that really uses that word with insane oh, liberalism. Jeez. But, but I think um, it was when Space Ghost was about to be canceled. I see. And so they were like, let's do it. <laughs> I don't um, endorse it, but. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, though, it uh, I think it does a, a pretty good job portraying rich Beverly Hills high school women. <laughs> they need to be lifted up. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> I would give it, I don't know. This is a hard one for me. I'm going to be generous to this one. I am. Me too. I really like it. Yeah. I'm going to give it like a three and a half. I think three and a half mm-hmm. nipples. They belong to Paul Rudd. Two of them are Paul Rudd's mm. ageless mummy Eight, nipples. Yeah, exactly. Then one and a half of them are vampire Paul Rudd <laughs> nipples, Ooh. which are like cold but still <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna give it four, uh, and I'm gonna give those four nips to Cher's mom passed away. And the nips that she was having transplanted onto her body. Oh, that's what she was <laughs> at doing. At the time of her yeah, death. That's some risky surgery. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it might kill you, but the results are undeniable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to give it four just because of the personal meaning it had to me as like a woman in, a, in comedy. Mm-hmm. And how funny that movie was and how influential it was on my sense of humor and that a woman wrote it. And that Cher was a popular girl who was actually nice, and mm-hmm. it uh, it didn't uh, because of the female friendships and stuff. So yeah, and all the nipples are everyone's. Great oh. nipples all the around, world's all nipples. around. That's I just want to share them with it. They're for Cisco. Okay, <laughs> I dedicate my nipples to Cisco. For- <laughs> I really hope he has like become a cult leader or something. Like who knows? I hope he's doing something good. Yeah. Can't, feel free to talk about anything while I figure out what Cisco's currently up <laughs> to. <laughs> 
well, Nikki, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, Nikki Glazer on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And what did you find? In 2016, Cisco provided his talent on an unusual duet with country music singer Marie Osmond. Weird. That, Marie Osmond is his Tim McGraw. Wow. 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 What a a career he's had. He lives in Minnesota, and he has (laughs) appeared on Wife Swap. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's doing fine. Jamie, anything you want to plug? Um, Sure. You can watch the cartoons that I always plug every week, uh, Boston PD, Zamboni Crimes Division. And then there's a new one starting about popular Siamese twins who live underground. And that'll be starting in a couple weeks. And I think probably by the time this episode comes out. So check it out on Cafe. Awesome. Nice. That's cool. exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin Durante. Follow us on uh, Bechtelcast as well. Yeah. You can email us and, and, and rate and review and subscribe. Nikki, thank you so thank much. you guys. So here. fun. See you guys around. Bye. 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 If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.